0: Another opening, another show, yeah, 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 yeah. in Philly, Boston, or Baltimore, I like that, I like you, a chance for stage folks to say hello.
1: Welcome to episode 10 of the Smash Cast, a podcast about NBC Smash. I'm Dan.
2: I'm Clara, and I'm Taylor.
1: And today we're talking about episode eleven and twelve of Smash entitled
2: Publicity, Publicity and
3: Tech. Tech. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> say how okay, anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so first off, I'd like to say sorry that we got behind on this. Um, and then also sorry because I don't know that we'll have one. Like we'll probably have to do the last two episodes together on a, a podcast too, because next week is my finals and last week was your midterm. So just crazy stuff, yeah. But I mean, maybe I might be able to do to do one on episode fourteen before episode fifteen airs, but it's kind of doubtful. So we'll...
3: yeah. Also, I don't know how our Dylan is will be here next week. Yeah, Dylan will be here oh, next. Okay.
1: week. Well, well, we'll
3: definitely podcast about Glee. Maybe. Yeah,
1: I mean, let us. I mean, this is a good reason to follow us on Twitter because like we'll let you know if we're gonna be able to podcast or if we're not gonna be able to podcast. Like we'll definitely put that up there. So
3: we've been trying to sort of do that stuff on Twitter so that you guys can see the process on the Twitter.
1: Yep. Yeah. So you know, cool. D White, six eighty five. I don't remember what you guys are.
3: C ninety nine. How about you retweet us? <laughs> All
1: right, that works. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. So if you wanna follow those, that's helpful. Uh, then you'll know what's going on. All right. Um. So one other thing, just to get this episode out sooner, because I mean we're already pretty behind. Um. I'm not gonna edit this episode, so it might be a little bit more bumpy than usual, I suppose. Um. But that way I can get it up as soon as as possible. So. Plus, that's...
3: adds to the realism.
1: Yes, it's like, like it's like a live show.
3: Yeah, it's a live show. <laughs>
1: All right, so we have tons of feedback in this episode, which is great. I'm really glad, um, which is also very helpful because I haven't been able to rewalk publicity and I <laughs> don't remember some parts of it. But, um, so the least feedback will help fill in the blanks. Um, I thought we'd just start out with this one. We got a blog comment, which is our first blog comment. I think it was nice. Uh, Do you want to read this?
2: I will because I, yeah. Um, this is from April NYC. I'm enjoying your podcasts. I like the song choices, but I grew up with songs like Our Day Will Come, a bossa nova, not reggae. reggae. So they have a nostalgia for many people. Hope to get the soundtrack CD as soon as it comes out in May. Keep up the podcasts. Yeah, yeah it's bossa nova. Okay. <laughs> I, I probably was a little harsh on that song. It's it's not my cup of tea, but...
1: Uh... Yeah, I don't think it was any of our cup of teas, but <laughs> take his own. Um. So the is the soundtrack is out now, right? I don't. I believe it is. I I like vaguely. I quickly scanned it. It it has a a small number of songs. I was surprised. Like there are a lot of things that aren't on it. So that was weird. But if you want to go get it, go get it. (laughs) I suppose. Um. All right, Clara. Do you want to read this next email? All of it through? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can switch off or whatever. Yeah. I guess read the paragraph and I'll take it.
3: I just discovered your podcast a few days ago while I was scrolling through the Smash songs on iTunes. Loved the Bollywood number and had to have it. Anyway, so I'm way behind on your show. I've listened listened through your episode three and four one, but just wanted to let you know you have a new listener.
1: Awesome. Thank you for listening.
3: And also, thank you for loving the Bollywood number.
1: <laughs> um, and then they go on to say, um, About Smash, I think it started out on a high. First two episodes plus episode four, then dipped for a bit, to me, the Julia Michael stuff was in the way and now has really found itself in the last three or four uh, episodes right around the fall of Ivy into Rebecca. So I'm interested to hear what you all had to say about it. I completely agree with his like idea of how it goes up and down. I I mean, the, the Michael stuff did sort of get in the way for me. So.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm... um. I'm a little nervous for the potential return of Michael. I haven't checked IMDb, so I'm not sure if he's actually coming back. But um.
1: I mean, I have to say, like, I'm I'm happy uh, as long as the writing for the character is better. Like, yeah. I I like the actor, and I really like his singing, and I really miss his singing. So I don't, I mean, I'm kind of excited to see him come back, but.
2: And I really like the whole, everyone is telling uh, Julia that she needs to stop whining and be professional thing.
0: Yeah.
3: But I also, I also like that Julia didn't just be like, oh, Michael's coming back. Oh, you (laughs) know, I, I I agree with everyone
2: right now and I love everyone right now. So
3: I don't love Rebecca.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rebecca. But we'll we'll get to there. Do you want to read this Karen? Part, uh, Catherine McPhee part Oh
3: this is good for you Taylor Because you were just telling me oh, about yeah. this Actually,
2: I'm a big Catherine McPhee fan From all the way back in her idol days Which was shockingly six years ago Holy crap um, <laughs> So it's kind of fun to hear your blank state opinions Of her in the show Black Seems like you like
0: slate opinion.
2: <laughs> Seems like you all like Karen's. So that's good. Not sure if anyone ever mentioned this to you, but while I listened to the podcast on the pilot, the McPhee fan in me was yelling at you guys for not getting the over the rainbow joke at the beginning of the series, and how the people she was auditioning for were totally unimpressed. That song was her big moment on Idol. It usually makes best ever Idol performances lists, um, and such. So that was pretty clearly a nod to what to what to that, which was funny for those who got it. But that's all right because, like I said. I like that you didn't have any preconceived notions about her. Um, I actually was, yeah, just talking to Claire yeah. about this. I was a really big Catherine McPhee fan too back mm-hmm. when Idol was airing. Yep. And I would like call in and vote for her. So I, I got the over the rainbow joke. I just wasn't part of the cast. I think during the first matchup. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's also
1: I- funny. Like I hope he's not like annoyed with us now because we really liked Karen in the early episodes. But we <laughs> do- <laughs> but then the dark <laughs> he days might, happened.
3: He might- Stop liking her too, because it's not that you don't like Katherine McPhee, right? Do yeah, no, like, I, that's I... Not at all. Yeah, Karen's kind of a problem. Yeah,
1: but he's. I think he's seen all the episodes of Smash up to no. date, and he seems to still like Karen. So. Uh,
2: I like her. She's nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Katherine McPhee. I totally like. There's nothing wrong with her portrayal of the character, or her singing, or anything, or her dance. I mean, her dancing, acting, and singing are good. It's just I don't like the character.
2: And I agree about the Over the Rainbow. Um, I watched that episode live and i was just like oh my god Catherine mcphee i've got mcfever <laughs> i was very i was very taken it was a good it was a good time it was the best of times and the worst of times of my day uh
1: i i mean i think i've heard like i heard the name but i've never seen any of her idle things at all
2: so. he was in the house bunny and she Oh um, my god, she was. Yeah. She I played the pregnant girl in House Bunny and she also toured with Andrea Bocelli.
1: Oh, that's cool.
2: <gasps> Fun fact.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, getting into um publicity, um, and as I said before, I I mean, I don't I feel really bad. I wanted to rewalk this one, but I haven't been able to, so I'm just going up my memory from like two weeks ago. So I'm not even gonna grade it until after we've read all the emails and I refresh my memory um but you okay can...
3: wait 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 can we just mention who who wrote the last email
1: oh yeah
3: it, it so he ends by saying all right that's enough of me looking forward to listening to the rest of the podcast it's joe in california so we just wanted to yes Yeah. thank hey, you hey joe. joe in california hey hope <laughs> you don't hate us now <laughs> <laughs> Woo.
1: and when i sent him an email replying saying we're going to read his email in episode 10 so once he gets there yeah, that's where he'll be cool.
3: Incentive Hello. to keep listening
1: to keep Yeah. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean, do you guys want to grade publicity, or do you just want to get into this stuff? I mean,
3: like, I just watched publicity,
1: mm-hmm.
3: so I I feel comfortable grading it. But okay. but if anyone else does just go for it. Just go for it. <laughs> I want to give it an A minus because, or maybe even higher, because okay, I really liked the Bollywood number. And the song that Ivy sings at the end, which has a really long name that I don't remember. Um,
1: something Baby Grand, something. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah.
3: Both of those songs, I think those two are, are like my favorite for totally different reasons.
1: Secondhand White Baby Grand, that's the name.
3: Okay. Secondhand White Baby Grand is a phenomenally sung by Ivy. Just spectacular. Yeah. And the Bollywood number is just not serious, yeah <laughs> I, I love when things aren't serious to that extent yeah. i I just really enjoyed both of those, and the fact that the episode had both the like emotional dramatic and the completely ridiculous funny
1: um
3: yeah it makes- I.
1: I don't, like, as I said already, I don't really completely remember enough. But I do remember enough to say that this would have been somewhere in the B range for me. The dev stuff really pissed me off. I hate dev. Rebecca stuff I wasn't thrilled about. Um, but, but I mean,
3: the Bollywood number... No, the
1: music was really good. I'm not saying anything against the music. But, I mean, I'm checking it more than on more than just the music. But
2: <laughs> Yeah, and the Bollywood number was... I mean... Rewatching it, it was definitely—I uh, don't know—it was special. It was a special <laughs> moment. <laughs>
3: I, it was so out of the blue. I paused it and I like ran into Taylor's room and I was like, "What is happening?" All right,
1: so you didn't know it was coming at all.
3: No. Uh, I was, that
1: must have been an interesting experience then.
3: I was just, I just like, I was sitting there in shock. And then I like, and then I, so I paused it like halfway through and I ran into Taylor's room and was like, what? And she was like, I know, keep watching. And I kept watching. And then I was like, wow, this is just hilarious. Like, what is going on?
2: Her exact words were, what is Dev?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I don't remember how I heard about it before I walked the episode, but I definitely knew it was coming. So it was a little bit different, but but I mean that must have been very funny having it was this show. so funny. <laughs> and I did I really did like the inclusion of like seeing all the other characters. Yeah, no, like... that's
3: what made it so great. If it were just Dev and Karen, I would have really disliked it. <laughs> the fact was like Tom doing the you know, like just he was just Oh, it was it was brilliant. <laughs> Ellis stole from Eileen. Ellis... Oh
1: yeah, that was great. That was. Really that was great.
3: probably the best part. There of the were so thing. many like little things that I just really liked in that number. Yeah, and it was... it was like catchy and upbeat, but not in an annoying pop song yeah. annoying way.
1: Um. All right. Well, I guess one. Of, I did have two little points that I had written down while I watched that episode. Um. That I wanted to get into before I read the emails. And one is, I guess, to me, the idea of shadow solos. Are pretty dumb if the main Marilyn can't sing well because it like clearly shows that they can sing better yes
3: well I think that's probably why Rebecca doesn't want them to sing and I think that's reasonable
1: yeah and I was actually I was really surprised like cuz I think publicity ends with her saying I think I could sing that song right yeah. And I was really surprised when the next episode, like, it was just com- like completely like, oh, yeah, we agreed that we're not going to do the Shadow solos anymore. I was like, oh, okay, good job. <laughs> like... Yeah.
3: I feel like sometimes bad things happen on Smash, but then they fix them. Yeah. Which is good. It's
2: pretty self-aware about yeah. things. Because even in the last one, like, they were showing the clip from Bombshell, and Derek's just like, oh, come on. And Tar- Tom's just like, what? It's not
3: that bad. He's just like, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> Because I'd been, I'd been watching, it was like some short, you know, transition scene with the chorus, and I was like sort of cringing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. And also, <laughs> I was just like, after like watching this episode of the whole like Leo thing, and then all the drama with Michael and Frank and everything, I was like, oh yeah, remember there used to be an adoption storyline involved here? I wonder if that's ever going to come up again.
3: <laughs> nah. That's over. It <laughs> felt well, Leo's fault.
1: It felt so random when it was happening, and now it feels even more random. Like,
3: I think it was just supposed to show that like they had all this stuff planned and now it's all
1: gone. I guess whatever. it was
3: raising
2: stakes to make us feel even worse about it.
1: But it it didn't do that because yeah. we already had a kid. But whatever. <laughs> all right, do you want to get into the first email? And I believe this one's from Marissa. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'll read the first paragraph because cause, okay. Yeah. Do the Smash Cast. Hey, uh, it's me again. I just want to start off this email by saying something I should have said a while ago. Taylor is freaking incredible. She is a great new addition to the podcast and really holds up her end of the conversations like Dan Dylan, and Clara. Plus, she can sing pretty.
0: I'm smiling!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Marissa. You're beautiful.
1: You really are a fantastic addition. I'm really glad yeah, yeah. That you joined. Oh,
2: I'm glowing. <laughs> but not like Marilyn. Not like Marilyn. I don't have little hairs all over my yeah, body.
1: Yeah, that's – I was really – We're weird.
2: sweating. All people do. <laughs>
1: all right, Taylor, do you want to read the next section?
2: Okay, so this is most likely going to be my biggest smash email to date, so let's just say be happy I'm not sending you guys a physical letter <laughs> Overall, I give publicity a B plus because while I was enjoying the episode, it had its rough patches where I'd be texting or twittering instead of paying attention. It was great, but not the best episode.
3: okay, that's legitimate. I was also texting and twittering instead of paying attention, but I really liked the musical numbers in it except for the first one.
1: What was oh the run one? Oh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> All right, I'll read the next part. Um, he goes, "Let me start with with 'Eeny, meeny, miny, Karen.'" <laughs> Insert dramatic stage sigh. <laughs> what are um what are they trying to prove with Karen? I mean, I have got nothing against the actress who plays her, but really, they give Karen so much screen time and they aren't really developing her. Well, as an alcoholic, yes. Um, I want to like Karen, and I'm pretty sure everyone does. But the writers are shoving her good qualities and "quote unquote" cute flaws down our throats. Um, and I'm—I don't know how I messed up that sentence, but I'm just—I'm just loathing Karen. And now, come every episode, now come every episode, Karen gets a solo where everyone stops to either admire her or envy her. But no matter what, she's got every soul's attention. I guess you could say the same sort of sort of applies to ivy but i'll get back to that later and yes oh, sorry i just messed up the, the page and yes, I know she's the main character. Why does she appear to be the flattest one? Even Leo has conflict in his life. <laughs> the only conflict in Karen's life is being in tabloids with Uma Thurman, which she doesn't even seem to care about, and not being the star and only being in the chorus. Well, suck it up, Iowa. <laughs> You're on effing Broadway. Most people don't even get to just stand on a Broadway stage or see a Broadway show, let alone be in one. Yes, the theater is a competitive place, and I'm not a stranger to wanting to get on top. That's... That's why I like Ivy better than Karen. Ivy is a clever theater bitch that I enjoy watching because she does her evil with such class—if such class, if you will. Karen is a is really naive in theater and very gullible in certain situations. But I do not blame her about the text in this particular episode with the whole was it? Ellis sent the text. Yeah.
3: Yeah. P.S. I love the Ellis. Uh, ivy like horrible people duo i really like them
1: well okay i'm very confused by that duo to be honest
3: yeah i don't know when it started but it, it makes very much sense to me they're just bonding over being manipulative yeah and i really like that they, they both understand that like they both want to get to the top and um they can help each other do that and they aren't in competition with each other. Yeah. It makes sense for them to form an alliance.
1: I Okay, I agree with that. And I agree that I really like the grouping of them together. I just don't, like, I feel like Ellis seems very invested in this. And, like, what is, has Ivy actually done anything for Ellis yet? I don't it seems odd, like why I don't really get why suddenly out of like it's out of nowhere he's invested I think he's in helping.
2: Benefits by having her like on his side because yeah. Derek likes Ivy and well, <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know like they, they have I don't know like it, it wouldn't it doesn't hurt him to
3: be on her side. Plus we've school. seen Ellis be nice to people for no discernible reason just because he wants allies. And so it didn't work when he tried to get with that assistant. But he, I think, he thinks that Ivy and he think a, like the same way, so yeah. that it, it'll work out. Even if it shows that he's just being manipulative, she's not gonna care.
1: Yeah, she's not
3: in it because she thinks he's such a great guy.
1: So I mean, are you? Sa- I when he says like to her, he's like, "You should have that solo." Is it because he is he? Like, if he's trying to hitch himself with someone, why is he not trying to connect with Karen if Karen's currently higher because up he, than either? he I
3: knows know. that Karen won't do it. Like, Karen is mm. too pure.
2: And I think. also think he just likes to stir the pot. I mean, like, why wouldn't Ellis say, you know, I think you should have that part. I mean, he, he yeah. suggests things. He's very, like, he, he likes to control things and position things by just influencing
1: them. Well, I feel like, but I feel like if he wants to be manipulative and he wants to get allies, Karen is higher up and stupid and (laughs) naive. So like...
3: (laughs) I think... Okay, here's the other thing. Karen is already sort of being manipulated by other people. For example, Uma Thurman. Yeah. He can no longer manipulate Uma Thurman because he can't manipulate her assistant. So I think he thinks that that whole line is sort of off. Okay. Whereas Ivy... Also, Ivy is connected to Tom who he has also in the past been able to work with. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I think that just all makes sense to me. Plus he might actually think that Ivy's better, yeah, which yeah. I'm pretty sure she is. <laughs> so
2: yeah. Yeah. He's not like just chaotically evil. I mean, I think he, you know, has things that he cares about. He just puts himself first.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Um, I'm going to continue on with the email. Um, he goes, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, her acting on her first night out with Rebecca was terrible. She was like, insert name of band name here. I love them. Um, but she was very dull. Gosh, I hated Uma Thurman's reasons for giving the solo to Karen. She has a rock star voice. Screw that. And you guys have no idea how pumped I was hearing Ivy getting Karen's song. And she sung it better.
3: Yeah, honestly, the look on everyone's faces when Karen sings just really bothers me. Yeah. Uh, Like, uh, it wasn't like it was this astonishing, emotional, powerful whatever. It was like, yeah, she's singing this song well, but like, yeah. so could most people let's, who are professional singers. Like,
1: uh. let's just talk about Ron in general. I mean, I was gonna talk about it later, but since you brought it up, um, I really, I, I absolutely love this act, the actual song, this song, Run, not Karen's version. Um, So I really wish it wasn't just a random Karen song that wasn't was like had no emotional impact and didn't matter at all. Like, why do they throw in these songs that are just like, oh, we're gonna sing this now for no reason? I really hate that.
2: It was completely random. Um, I think I saw someone on Tumblr reblogged the original, I think Snow Patrol version. Yeah. And I was like, huh. So I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is like a good song. Yeah. But when Karen sings it, she manages to make it sound like the absolute most generic. Yeah. I mean, she's technically good, but it it, it sounded so
3: boring. She wasn't – she didn't connect to it. Yeah. She she didn't connect to it at all. She just sang it. And she was like, my voice is good enough that I don't need to use my brain or something. (laughs)
1: It also would have been a great song for like a montage or like something like something like cutting other images together. And, and it's like... It was I a mean,
3: montage of people looking adoringly at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: you. It, it's... It, especially Smash, like Glee, I can understand having to do this because because they decide they have to have like seven songs an episode. Okay, they're going to have songs that are just random songs. Mm-hmm. But since if Smash is only doing like three or four songs an episode, yeah. those songs should all be story based. Every single one. If you're going to, like, some of the songs, like, like this week's had two songs in the episode, and they were both used well. But, like, publicity, like, why are you doing this? I don't
3: know. Well, but in my opinion, they made up for it in the last number.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, but it just, I don't know. It's annoying.
3: And that song came out in, like,
2: 2009 at the latest. So why, why,
1: why? (laughs) Is
2: Catherine me a really big Snow Patrol fan? That's that's the only thing. Like, Snow Patrol's number one fan (laughs) is a writer on Smash. There's no reason for them to use that.
1: Well, I mean, my question might be, I don't, maybe Smash has harder time getting, like, modern songs because they're not quite at the popularity level yet. I don't know whether, you know, like, it might be easier for them to get the rights to that type of thing.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, maybe. But if they want to be popular, maybe they should pick some more popular ones.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's next part of the email. One of you.
3: Okay, next is Ivy. I don't know why I'm preferring blonde characters in my TV shows recently. I really liked Ivy in this episode. I think it is a shame that Karen is the Marilyn understudy and Ivy isn't, but since Ivy is a ghost voice, I like that as well. Ivy and Ellis was very well done this episode. I loved her solo. And I know earlier I said how much I hated when Karen gets solos and everyone just stops to listen in awe, but I like it when Ivy gets solos. (laughs) Um... And it is almost the same situation. I think it has something to do with the way both girls look when they sing. Ivy takes my breath away every time I see her sing. Her expressions are great, and yeah, I like her. When Karen sings, she looks very cocky to me. And she does weird arm motions that are very reminiscent, that the right word? Of Rachel Berry. Boom! My first comparison between Smash and Glee. I deserve a gold star for waiting this long. The last time Karen knocked my socks off was when she sang 20th Century Fox Mambo. I liked her singing show tunes. Yeah! Absolutely! Everything you said, I Agree with as, yep. as usual. I think as usual. Um, Karen is actually good in Bombshell. But the trouble is, it's not that Catherine McPhee is not a great singer. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what they're doing to her in this. But it's not even that she's like you know a completely flat actress
2: either. I mean, no. Like, when she does the parts in Marilyn and they're taking it seriously,
3: it's good. Like she's expressive. Like she's a good dancer. Yeah, I just don't know what. It, I think it must just be the writing of her characters. just Just really
1: bad yeah i i I think it's more i don't know if it's writing for character i think it's more the writing of the song situations because if you think about all the solos that ivy gets like that are pop songs are all emotional moments for ivy whereas almost every single karen one is just like her singing like for a bar mitzvah or for the studio or
3: then just held in rapture by this generic sounding
1: thing It's yeah. <laughs> like well what yeah like, like ivy is emotionally connecting to the song because the songs they give her are at moments where she's having an emotional moment like
3: yeah that's
1: like we haven't seen like i don't think we've ever seen any ivy song that was just a random except maybe the one she did with with karen that was the only random ivy song
3: And that was like, okay, that was the random song I liked the most, even though I didn't like it when I first heard it. But like, comparatively. I
1: actually really like that song now.
2: Yeah, it was like a really sort of trippy moment. and Like, I didn't mind it because it was just the whole thing felt odd, but on purpose. Like the Bollywood number. Except different. Can I just say, I watched the movie Leprechaun 5 in the hood uh, (laughs) last week. It's a horrible movie. Um, but like the main the main plot of this movie is they're trying to find this leprechaun's like magic flute or something. And Karen has the same effect on people as the magic flute in Leprechaun 5 Indahood. So if you ever watch that movie, just keep a lookout for the magic flute. I've named it Karen.
0: <laughs> so all right.
1: Okay. <laughs> so moving on to the Rebecca. I'll just read this little <laughs> Rebecca thing. Rebecca is fine. I am annoyed by her because we are supposed to be. If I liked Uma Thurman, I would think Rebecca was hilarious because I'm biased like that. But yeah, I strongly dislike Uma Thurman. Um, I I feel almost stupid with Rebecca, where Rebecca's concerned. I just don't get her anymore. Like, I feel like I'd have to like rewatch all these things a bunch of times. I don't understand her character. I I'm just confused whenever she does anything.
2: Her motivations seem very
3: very misplaced. We need an episode that really just focuses on what her motivation is. Because right now I think we're not supposed to understand. I think we're supposed to be in the dark. Because I'm pretty sure Karen is supposed to like be the audience. Like she's a projection of us and we're mm-hmm. supposed to like
1: You mean of... she's a Mary Sue?
3: No, 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 <laughs> not even that. Not even that. I mean she's that too, but no. Like, you're supposed to view the story sort of through Karen. Yeah. Like, uh, Karen is your place in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You're new to the whole thing. And, oh, you know, yay, now you get to see the stars. And, (laughs) like, I don't think we're supposed to understand
1: but if that was true, I mean we definitely get scenes where Rebecca and Karen aren't together. Like we get scenes with Rebecca and other people a lot.
3: No, no, I'm not I'm not saying that like you only see what Karen sees. I'm just saying like I think our attitude is supposed to be a lot like Karen's.
1: Hmm. I I just okay, can you do you guys understand what Rebecca's trying to do with Karen here because it started out me being like, "Oh, she's setting her up to do something." But then she like give there was never any punch like
3: yeah, I things, something think. is going to happen. I don't think it's happened yet. I think something's going to happen in the next I episode. Think, I think she likes to see the cards. I mean, a lot of
2: characters have said this too. Like, Rebecca Duval didn't get to be Rebecca Duval by being stupid. Like, I think she just likes to, you know, keep everyone close and know everything that's going on. Which is why she reacts so dramatically when she didn't know about uh, DiMaggio getting a yeah. pilot, like she just likes to know everything that's going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. So I mean in this in this episode, I mean, is is the goal she see she wants to see her competition. That's why she has her sing. That makes sense. And then she like Sorts of, Sort of messes things up with Dev on purpose, I guess. Hey,
3: here's what I think. Here's what I think. She hears Karen sing. She says, oh, you have a rock star voice. And then I don't think she's intimidated by her. Mm-hmm. I think she hears her sing a pop song. So she's like, okay, I don't need to worry. Like, this isn't what, what Bombshell is about. And then she hears Ivy sing and she becomes very intimidated. Yeah. So I think she's, she's doing exactly what Alice is doing. She's aligning herself with one of them. And yeah. she's, you know, she's aligning herself with Karen so that it's definitely Karen who's still her understudy, and not Ivy. Because if it's Ivy, then she has to be worried.
1: So, okay, so you're saying so you believe, it, you believe that she, do you believe that she actually likes Karen in any way, or are you saying that she's just using yeah. her because she's the lesser of two evils?
3: She's just using her.
1: Okay. I mean, I knew she was using her, but I couldn't tell if she also liked her. I I'm very maybe she,
3: maybe she does like her. Karen's not unlikable. <laughs> Yeah, and she's she's
2: it's like high school. Like she's good at being kind of popular because she fits in, and she's a Mary Sue. So she's like you know the Karen in the group. I mean, if yeah. we're thinking of Mean Girls, <laughs> like she's just there, and she's good at being there.
1: <laughs> okay, um, do sure. you guys want to read the next section?
2: Uh, sure. Oh, and I got the question: Am I the only fan of Smash who likes Leo and Michael? Oh, I mean, oh my sea cow! Michael wasn't a bad guy. He just did something very bad. And with Leo, I found out the problem. When he speaks, everything is totally fine, but he seems to be only acting with his voice. Can I get an expression here or there, Emery Cohen? (laughs) And why is he only ever smiling when he's not the center of the scene or to to only have him smile briefly? Or am I just biased because I like these actors in previous projects? I mean, Will Chase was Roger in a revival of Rent and Emery Cohen was a in a
3: good independent film called after school both were great that's really good to know and I agree <laughs> with you I really agree with you about Leo like he's a very good voice actor but his face just doesn't really change I'm, I'm standing by the
2: whole like he is acting the character like yeah I think you're right Leo is just a teenage boy and
0: he sucks yes. <laughs> like-
2: I
1: mean I don't I I've, I've, I like Leo more now than I ever did before I think his voice just annoys me, and that I can't like unbiasedly deal with him because whenever he speaks, I want to like kill someone. But I, I, I mean, I, I, I understand the Michael thing. I, I understand liking Michael, but especially if you like the actor beforehand, because I think the actor is cool. Um, but I don't. I think he literally is a bad guy. <laughs> I don't think he is just someone who did a bad thing because he. Doesn't ever really, as far as I remember, he doesn't really ever seem to feel that bad about it, and he he doesn't have a scene with his family where he tries we'll to make see things what better. Happens next, yeah,
3: I really think the next episode will be important for a lot of these things.
1: Yeah. Um. And then she goes on to say, "I ship Tam or Sam or whatever their name would be, so Sam and Tom. Gosh, you can't get creative with the couple names on Smash.
2: That's true. <laughs> yep. Derek and Ivy would
3: be Divey. divey. <laughs> or Yarrick. Yarrick. <laughs> Yarrick! Alas, poor Yarrick. <laughs> Get it? Alas, poor Yarrick. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> she uh, continues Oh, and can I say I'm with Taylor and Clara about the chorus people? They're a great part of this show, and Jessica is absolutely wonderful. Every song she's in, she has not all but a majority of my attention. Yep. Amen. <laughs> she is so good.
2: Oh, and I'm glad she got like more dialogue, um, even if it in was... in tech. Yeah. Even if it was bad dialogue. Well, no, she was just like I had a boyfriend when. <laughs> oh, I thought you yeah, were yeah.
3: Like, in the show, and I was like, no, 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 that no. <laughs> <was> really
2: awkward. <laughs> no, like her character got yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, speak yeah. more, and she got like kind of a, a mini backstory, and I was like, yes,
3: this is what I want. Yeah. yeah. Why? I does... mean,
1: it's still all in support of karen and i mean
3: it's okay though why why isn't she rooming with
1: yeah i get that with
3: a random chorus girl she was a bitch
2: i'm sorry i don't mean to use strong language (laughs) it was awful karen was like i have to i'm talking on the phone She was like i gotta pee and then karen leaves the room and she's like really i'm just like i'm sorry did somebody ask you what your opinion was
3: (laughs) plus she was in the bathroom for like less than a minute (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that was really stupid. There are a lot of random chorus people who I was like, oh, am I supposed to know who this is in that episode? Like a lot of people were talking to people that I was like, wait, what? Like, like okay, we supposed to know the person that Ivy was talking to when she said that that um that Derek said he loved her.
2: He's been around. He's one of the like kind of four main chorus people. Because there's Sam, obviously,
1: yeah.
2: Jessica, and then the two guys. Yeah, yeah. they're two guys.
1: Okay, because I don't... I, it wasn't one of the main... It was definitely the lowest on the totem pole. <laughs> I, I mean, like...
2: Tied with Karen's roommate for, like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I was
1: just like, why is he not talking to any of the other people? Like, why is he talking to Sam right now, or Tom right now? This <laughs> is weird.
3: But... I think they're just... they're. They know that they can't make it about every single person in the show. They have a big enough cast as it is.
1: Yeah. Alright, um, so let's try to get through the end of this Marissa email. Um, I love those scenes in Eileen's office between her, Derek, Tom, and Julia, which I call the creative quad scenes. Someone is always angry or sheepish or defending the show in some way. Yeah, so great. Can I say that I really like the atmosphere in the rehearsals? I hate it when sh- in shows when a group gives a job-dropping performance, but they're uh, uh, but their fellow people don't acknowledge the stunning song, dance, whatever. I like how people applaud after a song in the show.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I really like how everything, all everyone's relationships are being handled and their interactions. The chorus is a great example of this. Uh, and then she ends up by saying, um, Linda, the stage director, is Christmas Eve from Avenue Q, which is very interesting. I like Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much everything. Uh, do you want to get into the next email? sure this one's really long too we're gonna have to like brush through these
3: <laughs> okay so this oh. one this one is from tim yep so he starts off okay hey all i'm really enjoying the smash cast keep up the good work um sorry for not writing up for every episode okay all right so i have some comments on the episode in hand it was really a mixed bag of one oh <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um firstly rebecca I'm really not sure how I feel about her. She seems to have a good heart sometimes in reference to the musical, trying to make it play to her strengths as seen at the end of last week's app, but then is trying to take a musical and turning it into a book. I don't know. I'm kind of glad for her inclusion. It brings a wonderful insight into stardom. And this is really shown by the media interaction with her and Karen. However, she seems sometimes really low in common sense and overall intelligence, especially with the debacle at the restaurant, Oh, three, four, five, whatever it was called. <laughs> um she will be an interesting ally for karen but her overwhelming passion for the limelight will probably just prove harming she reminds me a lot of rachel Berry, season one glee with her passion overwhelming any good in her she is another interesting parallel of marilyn the temperamental actress who believes the world revolves around her we've had two rachel barry comparisons (laughs) to different people yeah uh, secondly, Karen
2: and Dev. As much as this storyline irks me, Dev really doesn't know that stars get free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved the dream sequence of One Thousand and One Nights. <laughs> although, <laughs> although a bit random, I just love the fun, the flashes of all the characters and everything. I was wondering the moment I heard this song. I was wondering if the moment I heard this song was coming on to Smash. I wondered how Bollywood would make an appearance, but still lovely work. Karen was more enjoyable in this episode. I don't know what it is about her interactions with the ensemble and Rebecca, but they just made me smile. Even the, gradu- even the gratuitous performance of Run was enjoyable. <laughs> even if it came about under a ruse of Rebecca checking her talent out. Surely Rebecca would see that performance and just want to take her out, but still the friendship is fun.
1: Okay, Eileen, I don't know honestly how I feel about her storyline in this episode. When uh, when Gus seems to turn into a child around Jerry, and speaking of that, WTF is that little blonde girl attached to him at the <laughs> opera? Alice did a good job of notifying Eileen of the po- of his possible presence, and on that note, I'm so glad that Eileen seems to have pacified him. Sending him to make smoothies for Rebecca was hilarious, but his plotting for Ivy's sake seemed a bit random. But whatever
2: i i really agree about um ellis he's actually steadily becoming one of my favorite characters and because of eileen she just like keeps all of his bad
3: things in check i just love eileen okay back to the email Julia. I don't know how it has happened. I'm starting to really enjoy her. The emotional stuff between her, Frank, and Leo was just really heartbreaking but enjoyable at the same time. I loved her interaction with Leo's friend outside school. She just seemed like a mom who was completely derailed and was happy to do anything to find out where her son was. I think her mental state is questionable. I mean the statement, dinner will make everything okay, (laughs) or something to that effect seemed to me like she just wanted her old life back. And as much as we should want this, I want more drama here. It just seems to make Julia more enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah, I sort of, uh well, we'll see what happens.
1: I, I mean, Julia, at this point, like, I know Deborah Messing is supposed to be great and everything, but I almost feel like the only issue I have with her is the actress at this point. And, I mean, like, she's not doing a bad job, but, like, The lines they give her, I think, are good, and I think the character is being written well. So the only thing I don't like about her is that, like, the faces, like, the angry faces she makes and, like, the angry tone in her voice just make her very, like, unattractive to me as a person. So, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I I disagree. I think Deborah Messing actually does a really good job making her not, like... She's not, not super
3: vulnerable.
2: She's not super vulnerable. She's not like Karen where we're supposed to like her. Like, I think all of the problems that we have with her we're sort of supposed to have. And, like, I like that yeah. she's, she's uh, you know, she's sort of pitiful at times but still strong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. Well, I, I, I totally – I mean I'm not disagreeing with any of that. It's more like – She, like, I like her strength, and I like that she has, you know, good parts and bad parts. And I, I think that the storyline in this episode in general was really well handled, and that she made a lot of sense. And that, like, even though she was being illogical, her her illogical actions made sense to me. Um, it it was really just like whenever she gets like in attack mode, I just want to be like, "Oh, oh, stay away from me, like. So I guess it all started when she started when she first attacked like Alice with her angriness, and whenever she, that part of her comes out I'm just like I don't like this character, <laughs> but I, don't...
3: I agree with Taylor I think that's supposed to be how she she's not supposed to be super vulnerable like she's a very like high high level professional woman and she's not it's sort of like okay Eileen is is different from from her but but her. I don't know, like, Julia makes sense to me. I, I know people like her.
0: Yeah, I, I know
3: a lot of people like Julia, her. She reminds
2: me of, like, I can probably name five people right now that are very Julia.
1: It's it's not that a, it's not like a question of vulnerable versus not, like, you can be, a, like, like you were saying, I mean, like, Eileen is strong in a very different, like, in a calm, strong way. I feel like when Julia is trying to be strong, I'm being attacked, and I don't I mean
3: I, I mean, know. I think that's realistic though. I don't think yeah. it's realistic for most strong people to be very calm. I think Eileen is a remarkable human being, yeah, and, and she's
2: think... she's not particularly calm, I mean she handles things well mm-hmm. in terms of business because she has practice, but she's yeah. very frazzled, and she does a lot of immature things, um mm-hmm. so she's not calm, she's just composed, considering where she is,
3: yeah. And I think it could almost be a, like a class thing. Like Eileen, I, I feel is very, very upper class, and she's just not going to. She just has a sort of like poise almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that is sort of learned. It's not natural.
1: Mhm. All right. Let's move on to the next part. Um, one of you, one of you want to read it.
3: Is it Ivy? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Ivy, not much of her in this episode, and what I did see of her, I can't say I entirely like it. I thought she and Karen were friends with a common goal of taking down Rebecca, but then again, she also displays a Rachel Berry-style hunger for fame and passion for performing that just screams,
3: screw you, to the competition. Okay, three Rachel Berries. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 still two. I mean, because this is the same comparison. No, Ivy. Yeah, Ivy was... yeah. And Karen. Oh, oh, you're right. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she sounded beautiful on the finishing number,
2: however, despite how strange the song was. I mean, it had a good message, her psyche telling Marilyn that messed up things can still be beautiful, but it wasn't my favorite bombshell song by far. By the way, their idea of using shadow selves was an idea I could see coming. It has been used in the past by Mar- in, in Marilyn profiles to good effect as Marilyn was a very damaged human being. Let's just
1: hope
3: that the development of this dramatic device is used well. All right. I loved this song. I just want to say that like this actually might be one of my favorite bombshell songs.
1: So. I really, really liked it too. I thought it was great. Um, and I, I don't, I mean, how did you feel with the whole thing that he was saying about how he like felt like he was, he didn't like how he was acting towards Karen in this episode?
3: I mean, okay. In terms of like, is she a nice person? Yeah. It's, it's pretty questionable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any real issue with it, to be honest. I mean, because they, they really, I don't think they were ever really friends. They were just had a common enemy. And right now, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he was, like, incredibly mean or anything. I, it was just kind of, I don't know, smart, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, but Tom, this is a bit about last week. Now that Sam and him are together, I feel a kind of disappointment with their chemistry. This isn't even about sex, but anyway, I hope to see more. It's strange how the writers seem to be using Tom's relationships as a vehicle for addressing wider issues that affect the LGBTQ, he doesn't say Q, but I'm going to put them there, community. Um, first Republicans and now Christianity. I love how Julia set them up. It's something I can totally see me doing in real life, and when faced with two people who are tiptoeing around their attraction. Um, But still, I'm glad for their relationship, but honestly cannot remember what happened to them in this episode three days later. Um, Tom's emotional response to Leo being missing was very telling of his friendship with Julia and his involvement with her family. Overall, I would give this episode a B. On a side On a note-,
3: note, I recently started watching Buffy and I'm really enjoying it. You guys really do make the best suggestions. Yes. We <laughs> know everyone should listen to Buffy. Listen to the sound Not of our high Buffy. five. Watch Buffy. Yeah, ready? <laughs> 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 okay, also, anyway, um, I mean, we know what happens in the next episode and we know that they turn back to looking at, at Tom and... Yeah. So... Yeah, I think this was just an episode that they couldn't focus
1: on it. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Alright, uh, te- uh, do we have anything we, we want to say about publicity? We didn't really talk that much about the Leo running away thing.
3: I mean,
2: uh, I liked it because it brought everyone together and it showed that... Wait, well, Leo was just back this next episode. Well, we'll talk about it in a second.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait. How did he, How did it end up? Was he gonna stay there a little bit? Uh, no, he came back at the end. Oh, of he
2: it. came yeah, back. Home? He came back. Okay. From, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. My bad. I didn't really. I didn't remember. Okay. I was. Is this an instance of me not remembering correctly, or did this? Did, did they just like kind of skip over? Like I don't remember them saying at the end of publicity that Frank was gonna be staying there.
3: No, they didn't. I think it just happened.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is
3: why I, okay. I actually liked that. Yeah. Oh, very weird
2: about it. I thought Julia had, like, a kind of – well, I guess we're talking about tech now. Julia had a little bit of an Edward Cullen moment at the beginning. She was, like, <laughs> watching Frank while he was sleeping. I'm like, I'm sorry, Frank. Do you know that your estranged wife is staring at you while you'd sleep?
1: <laughs> I mean, that made sense to me. I What didn't make sense to me in general was that they were sleeping in the same bed. Like, even, <laughs> even if things are getting a little bit better, I feel like – it would, if, if it was me, it would take longer for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay, here's how I feel. Like, I think in really emotional situations, things happen, especially when it's like your child. Yeah. And, and because they ha- it's not like they've been estranged for years. Yeah. So they'd only been apart from each other for I don't know how much time it was in this universe, like yeah. several weeks. Um, I, I think I, I, I could see that happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I didn't think I was like, oh my god, this is completely ridiculous. I was like, oh, that's a little bit odd, but I can sort of see it. like, Because it's also... I think there's supposed to be... There's there's significant time between publicity and tech, I believe. Like, at least a week or two.
3: Oh, no, no, it's like several days. Yeah. Right? Because Derek is saying in publicity, like, we only have three more days until we go to Boston, bro. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, I thought when they were... I thought when, I thought when Julia was talking to Tom he said Frank had been there for like a week or something but I mm. guess I guess
3: I mean but they were—they had already been in, I mean
1: yeah.
3: I, we don't know exactly how long each episode takes either
1: yeah alright so we're talking about tech now um, how would you guys grade it uh,
2: B plus okay. yeah B plus
1: I gave it an A minus I was very happy with it um, I just thought all the character stuff worked well all the drama was good I mean the music wasn't as present as, as some other times, but I still enjoyed it, so I don't know.
3: It didn't have good enough music for me. I mean, I really liked the Ivy song. Yeah. Cool, but, like, it wasn't I, – I don't know. Like, that wasn't enough.
1: I, I, I mean, Tom's I – Wait, what?
3: I liked Tom's song, too. Yeah, I just, like
1: that... – Sorry, you can go. <laughs>
2: oh, it just didn't blow me away.
1: I – Okay, I'm surprised that neither of you... I mean, I thought that opening sequence with Tom singing and with the the montage of everybody going was, like, one of the greatest beginnings they've had for an episode.
2: I agree. Yeah.
1: I thought it was... I guess I absolutely love that. I thought it was... Fan- I, I, it reminded me... I, I, it just made me think, I can't believe this is on, like, NBC. Like, I was like, this is either a movie moment or a cable show, and I was like, this is really cool. Um... But I don't know.
2: When I say it didn't blow me away, it just, like, it was at the beginning, you know? So, like, yeah. it was a great opening, and then the, the episode kind of coasted. Like, it, there weren't, there
3: weren't really many moments where I was just like, wow, I love this show. I yeah. <laughs> they had saved the spectacle of the Bollywood number. No, I'm not saying that that should have gone in this episode. Yeah. If they had had a number like that in this episode combined with that opening, it would have been spectacular. Yeah. But the fact that everything else was very small... Yeah. That they didn't have any other like big numbers, and they didn't really do any bombshell music. I mean, you get snippets, but yeah. um, no real dance numbers. Made it, yeah, sort of a letdown after that number.
1: Hmm. I mean, to me, I was more like, I like I, I was, when I was putting this outline together, and I looked at the songs, and I realized there were only I didn't realize there were only two songs, and it was the beginning and the end. I was just amazed. I wasn't like, oh, I wish there was more songs. I was more like, wow, this episode didn't need songs. The The storylines are good enough that I didn't even really realize it. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that was great. Um,
3: I I definitely noticed the lack of songs. Mm.
1: All right. Uh, do we want to read – who was this email from Marissa? <laughs> yeah.
3: Want to start, Taylor? Yeah, Sure. Hello,
2: it's me again, and thanks to the many emails um, to Oral Intensity, I'm running out of ways to start out emails. Yeah. (laughs) Smash, it's a show. Okay. (laughs) Tech was a very lovely episode, and I give it an A-, which is the same as Dan's. Whoa, Mm -hmm. I made the text bigger. Sorry. I liked the the songs, or at least Ivy's new song and the songs we know from Bombshell, and it got quite a reaction out of me, which includes me shouting, Derek, boo, you whore.
3: Okay, that's actually true. I yelled the, like, basically the exact (laughs) thing. I just started yelling, no!
2: (laughs) It was great in my eyes, but I, it, it took a while for me to settle on that opinion. Uma Thurman has been really shifting my thoughts on certain storylines. Oh, Uma Thurman, can you not hear the disappointment in my voice? <laughs> well, to be fair, I never had high hopes for her anyway, so I'm just going to continue about Smash.
1: <laughs> Alright, Um, before we continue on, did you guys... Okay, before you saw this episode, did you think of this possibility happening with Derek and... No. No. Yeah, I don't... And I think that's bad. <laughs>
3: No, because it this this actually makes so much sense for Derek's character. He was getting a little bit too, like, I love Ivy. Woo, I'm such a good person now. Because we know it's in his character to actually be an asshole and a womanizer. So it, it wasn't fitting for him to just all of a sudden, like, love Ivy and be with her forever with no problems.
2: I, no. I disagree. I think that, like, what we were supposed to be see like, what we should have been seeing was a guy who's perceived as a womanizer who's actually just like really good at his job and you know kind of professionally an asshole but like not you know a bad guy and then this just like all of a sudden he approaches Rebecca it seemed completely out of the blue
3: okay I agree about that but in the very first episode like the stuff that happens with Karen that's not something that it's like oh he's just actually you know an asshole at work he's a really good guy yeah no that was like Predatory and yeah. creepy and gross. Yeah. So we know that that's in Derek's character, actually. Okay. And, and that had not been brought up. Yeah. i dev.
1: <laughs> I okay. I agree with both of you. The thing that I was, the thing that I was mostly saying that wasn't good. I I, I think it was. I think it was in his character to do this. Um. But and I and I agree with you that it was, that it wouldn't have been good for him. They just be like oh, I love Ivy. Blah 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 blah. My issue is more that. We've had what, like two or three episodes leading up to this with Derek, many Derek interactions with, with uh, Rebecca, and no, no even hints at the possibility yeah, of there it was happening.
2: There was no sexual tension.
1: Yeah. He was
2: just kind of like annoyed by this random celebrity. He had absolutely no. There was no indication that he was even kind of into her. And then all of a sudden, like I'm
3: bored, let's have sex. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't...
1: well, okay, but I don't think you're supposed to think that, that,
3: of that. Makes sense to me.
1: I know. I I don't. I think. I don't think it is. I'm bored. Let's have sex. He has this weird thing. Like about I don't.
3: Marilyn. He has a Marilyn fetish.
1: Yeah, he does. That's exactly what it is. Like he sees. Like 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 when he first slept with he Ivy.
3: Totally does. Yeah, Kim's like making such a face.
1: Think about it. the first time he slept with Ivy. Ivy did this like act like really. He I think he has like a. A connection, like an an acting fetish or something. No, like,
3: he has a Marilyn fetish. <laughs> Julia with
2: Michael, she has yeah. a voice fetish. He has a Marilyn fetish.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> let I me mean, think. He 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 first slept with Ivy because he did this great acting thing, like connecting to Ivy. He like connect. I don't know what, but Karen's a little bit different. She didn't really. Wait, okay, no. I
3: can actually. You know what? I can actually maybe take this one step further. He could have a Karen fetish, <laughs> because. This all happened after Rebecca sang "Happy Birthday" to him mm-hmm. and that might have reminded him of Karen then he was like, "Well, I might not be able to sleep with Karen
1: but. no, 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 but he got he got he was liking Rebecca before the birthday thing he liked her when she showed her vulnerability he likes it when like I think he likes it when like strong, talented women show vulnerability maybe. Like, this is
3: all just still portraying him as a jerk.
1: Well, okay, but here's here's the, I think it's weird cuz I don't think he is just like a random womanizer. I think in right. his I, head I think in his head he like falls for these women really easily and he doesn't know what to do with himself and he just keeps screwing up and it's like ah oh. like Yeah.
0: Like
1: I think that he like in his head he's like this is he's like an amazing person and I I just like can't help myself. Like
3: Yeah. No, I agree that I don't think he's a horrible person. I I don't. I just think he has a lot of problems and I'm glad that they didn't just make the problems all go away because of Ivy.
1: I also don't think he's like a random womanizer. Like I don't think he would just sleep with any random person. I think he has to like see that like inner something. He has
3: to see that person as Marilyn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Marilyn Rose, his mother. (laughs) And this is all just
2: really Freudian. (laughs) He's got an Oedipus complex.
1: Oh my god. That would be a really weird thing to come out. (laughs) Marilyn is my mother. (laughs) Somehow it connects to his dad being gay. Maybe his dad played Marilyn at one point.
3: So Um, this is canon, right? (laughs) Clearly. Wait, can we write fanfiction? Can someone out there write fanfiction? Because I'm too lazy. Send us your best paragraph
2: <laughs> no actually like a
3: page <laughs> but seriously if any of you guys write fan fiction can you send it to us because i really like reading fan fiction.
1: we had a glee fan fiction one time that i read really? that was funny I, I it was a long time ago Where's okay it?
3: well let's let's keep going because we're already like an hour into
1: this. Oh, yeah okay yeah
3: okay. so um cover blah, 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 blah. So okay.
1: and bombshell's preview thing,
3: yeah, now that bombshell is about to be in previews, it seems like everything is moving very fast. I'm just so used to hearing about productions that take years to develop or even just get on Broadway and While I know they're just in Boston, bombshell will most likely make it to a Broadway stage, hopefully near the Netherlander theater. you guys totally don't get that reference. Sad <laughs> face, <laughs> yeah, you're right, <laughs> but but when they showed images of Boston, I was like. It's my favorite place in the world. And, like <laughs> tears, kind of came to my eyes. Aww. I, I know. I really like Boston.
1: <laughs> I, I I really like Boston too. Something about like just like, I I agree that it seemed like it was really quickly happening. But something about like seeing them do tech, like I was just like, this is amazing. I don't know why. Like <laughs> I was like, look at, they're really doing it. It's like so. <laughs> <laughs> Go team. <laughs>
3: You fixed that lighting. <laughs> also, Derek's interaction with Don my one of my favorite Derek relationships. Who's Don? Don is the lighting guy. Who oh. just like Don, Don? It was supposed to be a like white fade. <laughs> Don, can I just get a spotlight for three seconds?
1: She also shouts Linda a lot too.
3: Linda, Linda's the stage manager. Right? Yeah,
1: she's the Christmas Eve from Avenue Q. Yeah. Yes,
3: yes, <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. Nope. Okay. Uh yeah. Keep going, Dan.
1: Okay. On to the story I call Derek Boo you whore. <laughs> okay, yes. I know I knew that Derek was going to be some sort of Playboy from the very beginning, but cheating with Rebecca, couldn't he find someone who isn't so irritating? Jeez, Derek's got a Marilyn fetish. Oh my god, we <laughs> haven't even we haven't even read this. <laughs> I literally haven't read this email yet.
3: Yeah, I hadn't either.
1: I thought in this episode before he cuted, uh, Derek and Ivy were really cute together, which you uh, don't normally see between those two. But Derek and Rebecca just don't look good together. They hopefully won't continue on as a couple, and uh, and the only thing I liked about them getting together was Ivy solo. I mean, oh my sea cow. What's with this oh my sea cow thing? <laughs> Megan Hilty never ceases to amaze me. Um, Yeah sea cow um i don't uh, oh, it, to me i'm like if you have ivy i don't really understand why you'd be going for rebecca rebecca doesn't seem that attractive to me that's just my opinion but
3: it's not about that it's about the fact that she's maryland
1: yeah apparently she's but she's a terrible like ivy's a if you're a maryland fetish you should want to stay with ivy she's the clearly the best maryland by far
2: she talks like this. <laughs> and she keeps her upper lip very still.
0: <laughs>
2: Taylor, <laughs> you're glowing. <laughs> Can I read the next paragraph, Marilyn? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> of all the paragraphs to read, this, this is going to be ready for the most irritating paragraph of all time because oh it's about Dev and Karen. I totally understand what Karen's going through, trying to have a personal life and to have no, a career. Trying to have a personal life and have a career in showbiz at the same time rarely works out, unless you're a Kardashian. (laughs) In which case, nothing works out. (laughs) And I can only imagine what Dev is going through. My only problem is why didn't Dev Dev tell Karen about his job offer and what office douche nozzle does to him? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that little cheating scene with RJ, she made it awkward. And did I interpret the promo wrong, or are Ivy and Dev going to hook up? Oh, Yeah, that's what I saw.
1: Okay, my major question is this. Are Do they know each other at all? And
3: here's what I think. Dev is like, oh my god, it's the Ivy. I can totally get Karen mad at me. And Ivy's like, oh, my God, it's that, Dev. I can totally get Karen mad at me. And I don't think either of them realize that the other person realizes who they are. That's what I got from it. Because they both had this, like, look in their eyes when the other person introduced themselves. Yeah, Ivy was like, I'm Ivy. And <laughs> Dev was like, oh. oh. <laughs> and he was like, I'm Dev.
1: Ivy- well, okay, I agree. I agree. I thought the same thing, but then I thought... It maybe I'm just assume, like I'm assuming that because I know who the characters are, like it could have been interpreted as like, "Ooh, we're just being weirdly flirtatious by saying our names.
2: But their names are really
3: specific. Yeah, Ivy yeah. and Dev:
1: <laughs> they, they've never met, right? We've never had a scene of them.
3: No, I don't think they've met.: But, but Karen they've... talks a lot about Dev and Ivy.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they, they clearly they should know each other.: uh, hook
3: up.
1: Okay, will you be mad at Ivy for doing this?
3: No. <laughs> There's nothing Ivy can do to make me mad. No, she can become a bad character is well, what okay. she can do to become bad.
2: <laughs> um, Pretty much, like, we already know that she's, like, she's not the best human being, but, like, that's what makes her interesting. Like, I'm not mad at her for being awful because she's awful. Yeah. So I love her.
1: <laughs> I agree. And plus, I mean, like, she just had such a bad thing happen to her that, you know... I don't really care. No,
3: I I don't know. I don't think that's what excuses it. I think what excuses just it is don't I like it. watching the chaos unfold. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I I just I just. I hate Deb so much, and i I, I don't even know what, why I hate Deb because they sort of justify some of his stuff just like Karen's annoying enough that it sort of justifies some things to me. but like
2: Marissa hit it on the head. Why didn't he say, "Hey, Karen, I got this job offer in Washington, DC I mean, I get like I don't know, I'm just someone who I'm completely like I don't understand why you would withhold a job offer in another city from someone, especially someone who you like are already kind of on the rocks with.
1: Hmm. Well, Dev, just... But also
2: live with. Yeah, Deb is just dumb.
1: Okay, well, I, I two things. One, they so, did at least have the conversation where he said, like, if I got if I got a job offer somewhere else, would you come with me?
3: Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I I I was like, wait, but you did have this conversation. I and then I realized that like, oh well, I guess not actually. But...
1: Yeah, and B like, if you are on the rocks, I can sort of see it like not wanting to, like, stir more things up. Like, I mean, it's not a very smart choice, but, like, if you're, like, really worried about the relationship, you don't want to, like, put more strain on it by, like, asking the person to leave their whole life and dreams and career behind. So, I mean...
3: Alternatively, you can propose and then tell them that you were cheating. Yes,
1: that was ridiculous. That was really weird.
3: Logic.
1: They me just want to, like, snap his neck and... That's
3: why Dev isn't the press secretary (laughs) <laughs> he's dumb
1: he literally has like become insane <laughs> like
3: <laughs> like oh, oh no he he feels like his entire life is slipping away from him honestly yeah. this episode i understood him a lot more than i had yeah. in the past because he feels like everything is just yeah. going completely downhill and he everything is getting away from him too fast like he's losing karen he's losing his job he's losing just absolutely everything yeah so, and Karen is really actually not being very supportive at all. Yeah. no, Karen- I think Dev is actually being much better to Karen than Karen is to Dev. But I think Dev should just leave her instead of trying to force it to work. They live together, though. They own an apartment together. They own their furniture together. Like, there's all this complication. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it depends on what level of realism they're going
1: through. You keep saying that, and that would be fine if that, like, got brought up. But, I mean, I feel like... They're not saying that as, like, one of the reasons but why they're, they're sticking
2: together. But love each other. If he moves to Washington, D.C., he's going to have to get a new apartment anyway. But they love each other. What about well, that? Really?
1: Yeah, they don't love each other. That's, what. I'm, that's like, the, the only reason they that they're don't, staying don't together.
3: Time together. Well, I think Karen is really busy. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that doesn't mean that she doesn't have feelings for Dev.
1: I know. They have feelings for each other. I just don't believe that they're in love with each other. It's one of those things where the show wants you to believe it, but I don't believe it
3: (laughs) anymore. I mean, they've, I think they want to believe it and it might not
1: be true. anymore. But as
3: long as they're still, as long as they still believe that they're in love with each other, then they aren't going to just move out when they also have a lot of other things invested in it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just, as a, as a viewer of the show, I'm just sick. I'm just like, why am I still walking this? I know Is they're going to really break sick? up. Like, It's like, <laughs> they're going to break up. Just freaking let them break up. I don't care. I don't want to walk this anymore. Like,
2: I'm sorry. I can't go to class tomorrow. I'm sick of Dav and Karen's <laughs> <relationship. laughs> Oh,
3: of course.
1: Uh... <laughs> I think that makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah. Okay, read the other paragraph, Dan.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Julia and the other Houston's, uh, and Michael Swift, and the ballless Tom. <laughs> why, 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 why can't Tom tell Julia that they need Michael back? Better yet, why doesn't Dennis just fill in for, uh, in for now, as DiMaggio? Who's Dennis? Is Dennis the He's
3: one of the chorus guys, right?
1: Uh, is he the one that Ivy was talking to that I didn't know before? I
3: don't know. Uh, I don't. I know think he might be. He's one of them. Okay. He's <laughs> one of them,
1: yeah. And gosh, does Julia not trust herself enough to keep? to keep it in her pants just so he could perform. I mean, come on, people. I'm a teenage girl. I can handle my hormones a whole lot better than she can. Unless Chris Evans um, as Steve Rogers is involved, but that's a whole other ballpark. Or maybe Chris Evans as Steve Rogers is is to me as Will Case is to Michael Swift is to Julie. I don't know I guess, no,
3: It's I just I just... bursting with. <laughs> Thank you way. for referencing the Avengers.
1: No, seriously. Go watch Avengers, everybody.
3: It's great.
1: Yeah. Aside from you know, um aside from you know I've never met Chris Evans and I've got nothing else to defend Leo's acting. <laughs> I had A- Emory what's his name? Emery Cohen. I had faith in you. <laughs> But he, was, was, he didn't even have anything to act out in this episode, did he? Well, he had
3: this one line. He's like, it's okay, Mom. You can go to Boston. <laughs> I'll come to you. Like, oh, really, you two? Are you, you going to make it official now? He, <laughs> he had a lot of comments in this episode. Yeah. I just don't care about Leo enough. He, de- he doesn't get enough screen time for me to really care. Like, yeah. when he has long extended scenes with, like, monologues then I – I, but usually those are fine. He's so. he's
2: responsible for the only time I teared up on this show. So, Emery Cohen, am I right?
1: <laughs> I didn't have any issue with Leo on this episode. I actually thought the entire situation with Julia was handled perfectly by everybody. But... Guys,
3: the only time I've teared up in this show is when I saw the like sign from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pathetic. Clara Claire. got happy tears because of a city. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to Marissa's email. <clears throat>
1: back to Chris Evans and <laughs> Marilyn fetishes.
3: Okay. So, the Tom and Sam plotline. I'm just glad that Sam's dad doesn't have a problem with him being gay. Yes. Yes. it okay, continued. And that their storylines aren't about them being gay. It's about them living their lives, but being gay as well. And their kisses in the show just make me feel so great that the network and television audience is all right with this. Even with Glee, which was known for a while as the gay show, um sort of put a taboo of sorts on gay or lesbian or bi couples kissing. Definitely the number of straight kisses will probably be significantly more than the gay kisses, but at least we're getting some affection.
2: Yeah. I agree. This is just like it, even even us having this conversation like, oh, like I'm so glad this is on TV seems redundant because the show doesn't ever frame it that way. And like yeah. that's what I love that like his dad is like upset because his son is a dancer and that's an impractical job yes but that it doesn't have it's not like you know like you're a dancer and that's not manly it's like you're yeah. a
3: dancer and if you get hurt you're screwed yeah. like that's yeah and there was like this one thing of like who was it it was his brother or something yeah it was like yeah. two guys kissing Get up here. <laughs> yeah but it was like really cute and just like also it's not like it's not mentioned at all yeah yeah there. I
1: I, and I also thought it was really funny in Tim's email and he was saying the thing about uh, the Christianity and the Republican thing like being like gay issues because I thought it was like, okay, they sort of are. But at the same time, they're just regular relationship issues.
3: Yeah, I think they're just regular issues and for everybody.
2: These are conversations that I have like at school all the time. Like I, they're – I think my school has like a pretty um, – a large LGBTQ sort of population mm-hmm. um, and so like I have conversations all the time with people with like – Um, gay people who like just bring up things like religion and politics in light of like sort of queer relationships and it's completely natural like this is how people talk
1: yeah and but it also makes perfect sense for a straight relationship i mean there are plenty of straight relationships where one person wants to have sex and the other person's religious and won't do it yet you
2: know it's a conversation people have
1: yeah yeah and if I was dating someone and found out they were ultra-Republican, I'd probably have a conversation with them about that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that, I just think it's great um, that the way they handle this stuff is just really good. I really I really like the storyline with the dancer stuff in this episode. I thought that was really well handled. Yes. And, and just Tom, you know, agreeing with the dad was really interesting and not what I was expecting and just, you know, good places, so... Um, Are we on random Smash things now? Yes. Um, In the background in one of the scenes, there was a poster for The Fantastics, which is one of my favorite musicals and the longest running off-Broadway show in history. And I thought it was pretty kick-ass to see. And in Hell on Earth, the businessman who died and went to heaven in Heaven on Earth is played by Ryan Steele. He's now in the original Broadway cast of Newsies as um, as Specs, and I guess found out he was in Smash. Booyah. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you all have a lovely week. Marissa.
3: Yay. Yay. <laughs>
1: Thank you for these fantastic emails, Marissa. Also
3: for our sandwich.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She sent us a sandwich on Twitter.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awesome. Here, Taylor, I'll show you right now. All
1: right. Um, so we already talked about another opening another the show. Um, good stuff. Um, I'm going down. It was really good. I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. I I thought the cinematography was really cool with the the fantasy sequence and the lighting and everything.
2: Oh, Marissa, I just saw your sandwich. You even cut the crust off. I know. It's diagonal.
3: Yep. (laughs) You did everything right. Was that (laughs) peanut butter and dream jelly? (laughs) 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 So, sorry.
1: All right. uh, Do we have anything else we want to say for. This episode? Or?
3: I'm excited to see the next one because I think a lot of things really have to go down. Yeah. And thank you again to Tim
2: from the UK for watching Buffy and for Marissa for uh, referencing the Avengers.
1: Yeah. And stuff.
3: everyone should watch Buffy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so just a couple of small things before we end out. Um, a, we talked about this on our other podcast, which you should all go check out. It's just Oral Intensity, a Glee podcast. Um, we're talking about when the seasons of both Glee and Smash are over, possibly doing a crossover podcast where we sort of compare the two shows and what's working on one, what's not working on the other, and how they sort of work, the differences in the music and stuff like that. Um, I was also just thinking about, I mean, I haven't actually mentioned this to you guys yet, but just coming up with a list of, um... Things, like a list of, like, you know, your top five favorite moments in the season, your top five songs, your your least favorite moments, your least favorite songs, stuff like that. And just maybe mention that on the episode before, and maybe, like, people can write in with their versions of it, too.
3: Yeah, that sounds great.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm not exactly sure when that one's going to come out, but we're, I mean, after the season at some point in the summer, we're going to do that one. Mm-hmm. So. um, And then, yeah, I mean, even if you're someone who, like, doesn't walk glee or like watched an episode and decided it wasn't for them or whatever you I mean put you can put that in there be like oh I I didn't like it because of this and this is why I like smash more or whatever or back either way um all right um if you want to check out our blog that's the smash com. where can they email us if they want to email us the
3: smash podcast at gmail.com
1: yeah uh, we talked about Twitter already. Uh please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review. Please rate us.
0: Please.
1: Pretty please. <laughs> I think we have a we got a nice new review, but I don't have my iTunes open, so I'll read it next time. Um and so yes, thank you to everybody for listening. Please rate us, review us, please email us, leasemash podcast at gmail.com.
3: Taylor says that we love you. And and I mean it's true. She's not just saying that. <laughs> uh.
1: Alright, so thank you for listening
3: Yeah, thanks,
0: bye Bye Darling, the hands of time Must always point ahead Yesterday's battle Today has come and got The secret of tomorrow's coming back Which bedtime story shall I sing to you When we turn out the light? One of eternity Or one of just a thousand and one No Is there a mystic with the answers from above? Is there a goddess with the hourglass around my heart.